that awesome. picture of him front and centre yeah. mm. when I approach. Mm. And sometimes my whole time of prayer will just centre on that, on our Father. Right. And I won't get to anything else because the rest I'm just... Of the prayer, you naughty man. Si- yeah. sitting, <laughs> sitting there being reminded of that I'm a son. So good. And getting my identity right before... That is almost the first step, just sitting there, getting my identity right before him, being reminded of who I am in him. I'm a son. I'm not a sinner. I'm a son. Come on. And he's my father. So he loves me. He sees me. Um, he's so glad that I'm there before him. He's not looking at me with his arms folded, thinking, what are you doing here? He's excited that I'm there with him. He's excited that I've turned up. And as I draw near to him, he draws near to me. So, and I start thinking of all the good things about a father. And I'm like, man, I'm so blessed to be sitting in his presence and he's my father. That's where I start. I love that. I love that. Pastor Patrick, do you, do you have like a pattern of prayer or can you, can you walk us through some of the, the actual pattern of how you might pray? Yeah, I've, I've done patterns before and, um, <laughs> <coughs> and, they were... and it does work. Um, I, the, the key thing is discipline and desire. So if you desire to be in His presence, you would make an effort to be in His presence. What has really worked for me in the past is a time and a place. So that discipline is extremely good, the time and the place. And sometimes the life does get in the way. But if that desire is there, the Bible says those who hunger and thirst after righteousness will be filled. So if that desire is there, even though you've missed your time and place, mm. maybe earlier in the day, you can still do it later in the day. So it, it doesn't have to be right. that rigid. So time and place does work for me. I have a place where I do, do, do go out to pray near my house and uh, it does work well for me. Um, one other thing that works is the word. So uh, you... You can't pray without the word. Knowing who God is mm. and creating that relationship with him enables you to pray. Right. And when you don't get answers to prayer, you, you trust in his character and his goodness and his nature and his right. integrity mm. and all that. So right. time and place does work yes. very well for me it, and it discipline. You. Right. Yeah, and it, it kind of just helps create rhythm, yeah, um, rhythm. in your life, which is, which is great. Um, reading the Bible, Rhonda, what, are you, um, what, what does that look like for you? How do you yeah. engage with, with the Word? The word. Well, God's for word. me, I, I like discipline. So what I do is I have an app that I use every morning. I, uh-huh. It's got a devotion and then it's got uh, read the Bible in a year part. Right. And then I pray after that. So I do that every morning. I feel like I'm, I'm full and I'm ready for the day, ready to do whatever I need to do in that day. But I find that when I read the Word, I actually um, put the sound on as well as, as read through the words as well. That's my everyday way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but if I'm doing a devotion for work or something like that, that's when I actually sit down with the paper book and start right. writing and doing stuff like that. So, so every day I do something in the morning, but then there are times when it's, you know, I need to go in and sit on my own and, and actually just eat chunks. Come on. Yeah. Just eat chunks. I love it. We don't mean actually like eat. We mean like, you know, God's word is food for your soul. Yeah, amen, amen, amen. Come on, that's good preaching. All right. 
Um, so, so, Dorian, what do you do? do you, are you like a, a, a um, one-year Bible guy, a random verse? Do you like, do you do this? Do you like just, you know, close your eyes and just open the Bible and stop? See what, see what God says? Hey, to be honest, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. Um, and sometimes it really encourages me to do it that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. But I'm not a, I'm not a um, Bible app, kind of work through it all in a year. I'm just not that, that kind of guy. So yeah, I'll, I'll pick a book. And depending on what's going on in my life, I'll think of a book that I know has truth for the thing I'm walking through at the time. So um, and I'll just work through that book and I'll read a chapter a day. Um, and what I do is I find it helpful to, to get kind of a bit physical with it and write and circle and scribble. And um, if I don't have my physical Bible with me, then I, I can do it on my phone. Um, I've got one of those phones with a pen in it. So I find that works for me. I can circle the word. It's not a Samsung, is it? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I'll show you Lord, how it works. Lord, forgive him. Lord. It, it'll, he knows not what it'll he help, does. It'll help you pray. Healing in Jesus. It'll help you pray. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I like interacting with it, circling words, um, and then I'll circle a word and write, okay, what does this Great. mean? It just helps me unpack it. Yes. Um, whereas sometimes if I'm just reading it without necessarily interacting with it, I find it a bit more difficult. Yeah. Um, but that's, that's how I do it. So I, guess, I mean, I guess the point of, of it as well is that there's not one way you have to do it or there's not some religious methodology yeah. that you have to do this in a certain way. Yeah. It's more about knowing God. What does that look like for you, um, um, Patrick? Yeah, I've done the one year thing before and um, what, like Dorian said, these days I, I pick up books to read. Um, but the thing is, you pick up a book to read and maybe you read five verses and you get stuck because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. Right. And you start off wanting to read the Bible and it could also turn into a Bible study. I'll give you a quick example. There was a time yeah. I decided to read Ephesians, you know, the book of Ephesians. Mm. I started in chapter one and then I read you know, um, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, blessed, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. And you, and you read all that. But it gets to a point where you say, you know, the Bible says God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly, even before you were born. Mm. But then you go back to the very first verse. It says, Paul, who is Paul? If you really want to do a Bible study, who is Paul? He was right. Saul of Tarsus. Right. He was a Pharisee. So when you want to do a Bible study, it's different from reading the Bible. That you're not, who is an apostle? An apostle of Jesus Christ. An apostle is a messenger. So he carries the authority of the one who sent him. Right. So this is talking Bible study now. Mm. And then by the will of God, which means God actually chose him to do mm. things like that. So when, when you want to read the Bible, sometimes God stops you and makes you go deeper and make you research who is Paul, who is an apostle, is the will of God. And, you know, you can actually go deeper than just reading through. Mm. Yeah, so getting yeah. the context, yeah. So that's really cool. Mm. Um, and I think if there's something to encourage you this morning, it's don't read your Bible just to know what it says. Yeah. That's right. Right. Read it to know Him. Yes. Um, don't read it just to fill your head with knowledge but read it to know Jesus more. Right, right. And um, one thing that really helped me, you know those really 
dry bits, like when you get to a book where it's, you know, talking about the dimensions of the temple and its maths and other things. The book book of numbers is a realm. (laughs) It's all just like minute details or names or things like that. And it's like, wow, God is interested in the details. So if he's interested in the details of of the temple, imagine how interested he is in my life. And so see the... See the good in it. So good, it's so good. Um, Rhonda, in terms of like engaging with the Holy Spirit, so like, you know, we're doing the the practice of it and we've got the physical thing happening, but then actually engaging with the Spirit of God, what what does that look like? Yeah. So I think there's all different ways to pray. And one of the the ways that um, for me to engage with the Holy Spirit, that's my time alone. I sort of sit down, try and get away from my husband and the children. Hey! Hey! (laughs) Thank God we have a big house and I go and tuck myself away. And and that's when, it's it's actually a time where you, you just really focus on the Holy Spirit. And I find when I do that, I can feel His love pouring out over me. And then I have that opportunity to, to sort of, give him back the love that I have for him. And it's like if I had my husband and I never sat with him or spoke to him or had that time with him, our relationship would not be much good. Right. And so when I sit with God, it's the same. You, you know, you just got to sit with him and spend time with him. Mm. Otherwise, there's really no relationship. And, and that works for me. And that's when I really feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. That, that In those times, I feel God speak to me. Yeah. And I feel like I just get full of mm. whatever it is I need to go through whatever it is I, I'm going through at that time. Amazing. I mean, and so Jesus, like he, he said, um, he actually said this to the disciples. He said, it's good that I go now because I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. So we are actually living in the age of the Holy Spirit and He's here. He's with us. Um, and what, for you, Patrick, what does that look like engaging with the Holy Spirit? Yeah, the reality is, you know, the Bible says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has entered into the hearts of men what God has prepared for those who love him. Yeah. But the next thing he says, but well, he has revealed this to us by the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that searches, that knows the mind of God and reveals even the deep things mm. of God. Yeah. So if you want to go deeper with God, you need the Holy Spirit. And, you know, there's that place of intimacy. Yeah. Jesus says, abide with me. Mm. That place of abiding of intimacy because it's intimacy that brings fruitfulness. Yeah. Right. We are all here because of intimacy. Yeah. You know, when God says be fruitful and multiply. So yeah. we are all here as a result of intimacy. Right. So if you want to be fruitful in your Christian life, yes. you've got to become intimate with the Holy Spirit. So good. Amazing. Um, so then like, you know, uh, fanning into flame the gift of God in our life, Paul says that to Timothy. And, um, you know, there's, there's lots of scriptures around um, speaking in tongues and all this kind of thing. And that can seem quite weird. Um, that can seem quite strange. What is that? Um, I, uh, I'm going to answer this one quickly, but just a thought on it. Um, so Alex, what do you think? Well, actually, I think that... Um, <laughs> I, I, speaking in tongues is like... Um, it's a heavenly language, right? So if I'm talking to Dorian and let's say Dorian speaks fluent Italian, do you? Ciao. Ciao, okay, yeah. Okay, so, so he speaks fluent Italian and I'm talking to him and I, I don't speak Italian, I'm speaking English. There's a level of communication, but we're gonna be able to communicate at a level. But if I learn to speak fluent Italian, 
suddenly our communication and our connection goes to a whole nother level. When I get filled with the Holy Spirit and I discover a heavenly language, it actually enables my connection and my interaction with God to go to a new level. And so that, that power of being filled with the Holy Spirit and activating that in our life is really great gift from God. Um, what do you think about that, Dorian? I, I think praying in tongues is just so powerful. Mm. And one of the things that I love about it is it gets me out of my head. Right. I don't have to sit there and think about the words I'm going to say and whether I'm saying the right things or it's just my spirit communicating with God. And when I look at it that way, it just empowers me to pray in tongues more. Right. And I honestly, it says, you know, edifies the, the spirit and it really does. So I'll come away from a time of speaking in tongues and I'll just feel edified. I'll feel strengthened. And right. I almost can't describe why, but... Mm. It's just my spirit's awesome. been strengthened. It's awesome. It's awesome. And I mean, you know, it's got a context. It's not like you're walking around talking to people in, in a heavenly language because they wouldn't understand you. But, but it's putting it in the right context. So uh, that's powerful. Um, prayer, back on prayer. And we're going to finish this up. But um, what do you do? You're praying for something and it, it doesn't happen or you're waiting on it. Um, but you're faithfully praying. You know, how do you navigate that? Um, let's go to you, Rhonda. Yeah. First thoughts. Well, I think for me, I've experienced God's faithfulness throughout my life and I've had to pray for some really big things in my life, huge things. And they've taken, even me coming to the Lord took seven years <laughs> and I felt it felt like a hundred. <laughs> but He's here now, praise here he God. Is. He's here, make sure everyone knows He's here. <laughs> but um, throughout those times, it's just a level of just trusting God that He knows he knows there's nothing that happens he doesn't know about. He's sovereign. And my experience of his faithfulness is that I just trust him and just do my thing. And that's to keep on praying, to keep on praying, to keep on praying and just trust him with that and leave it in his hands. Mm, trusting God, yeah. It's like the, the gears of faith and trust. We've got to be able to use both. Patrick, what would you say about that? Yeah, just um, recognising the fact that God is a good God. Yeah. Mm. So it's, it's not knowing about God, it's knowing God, knowing that He's good, He's faithful, mm. He's got your back and His heart towards you is for your best. Right. And, you know, when, when we pray and the results doesn't come, it's not that God has forgotten us. Mm. There are a lot of times in the Bible says in the fullness of time, so the time would come when prayers would be answered. And, and even if they are not answered, God still knows best. And right. we know that he's a good God and he's got our best interest at heart. So yeah. it, with that knowledge of God, we can rest and navigate through difficult times where prayers appear not to be answered or delayed. Right. You know, so. Yeah, yeah. and I think, I mean, God is so, he's, he's the God of the process, you know, as much as he's a God of promise and the end thing, he's also very interested in the process. And what has that been like for you, Doreen, you know, waiting on things? How have you navigated that? Yeah, I think I've, I've noticed when I've gotten discouraged, it's because I've believed 
a presumption and the presumption is just because I can't see anything good about this situation, then there isn't anything good about it or there's nothing good that can come from it. Right. And that's just not true because totally. the word says all things work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purposes. Yeah, yeah. So just because I can't see anything good about it doesn't mean God's not going to work it for good. Mm. Um, and that's, that's where I go to, knowing that he's going to bring good out of this. Somehow, yes. sometime, it's going to be good. Come on. Amen. Hey, why don't we, um, let's just pray. We're going to close it here and then we're going to step into one thing. Can you, can you pray for us, Pastor Rhonda? That'd be awesome. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, for your word. Thank you, Father God, that you do hear our prayers. So I just pray right now over all of us, Lord God, that there would be an open heaven, Lord God, and, and we would be just engaging more and more with you, Father God, that we would be praying up, Lord, and you'd be blessing down, Father, that there would be conversations, Father God, up and down between us all, Father. Give us, Father God, the power of your spirit to know, Lord God, to speak, Father God, and just to become really close with you, Lord God, because we want to know you. More than anything, Lord, we just want to know you. And Lord God, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Come on, they all said. Amen. Can you thank our panel? You guys are the absolute best. Wow. Hey, um, band, you can join me, but we have this prayer booklet for you and um, we're gonna be, we've got some prayer and fasting coming up uh, next week. Um, but do we have that screen? I think we've got a screen. You've got, yeah, if you get the QR code, if you get your camera out, your phone, you can just take a picture of the QR code, download the link to this booklet. We've also got them up the back for you if you'd like one of those, but they'll just kind of really good, just helps you pray talks about some of the content we've talked about, some, some things that'll help you. But I, I, I do wanna say this, that God is, um, God is interested not just in the symptoms of our life, He wants to deal with something deeper. Because if we live in the zone of just fixing symptoms, do you know what I mean by that? Like the fruit of our lives, whether it's, whatever it is, whether it's um, disappointment, whether it's frustration, whether it's disillusionment, whether it's good things, bad things, whether it's whatever it is in our lives, things that come out of our life, they flow out, they're the byproduct of our lives. If we stay dealing with fruits and never dealing with the roots, we're gonna be stuck in this cycle of life where I'm constantly trying to fix this not realising that there's something in here deeper that God wants to fix. Dysfunction and all that, that's, that's all good. That's not the real issue. The real issue is disconnection. I just, I'd love you to bow your heads, close your eyes just in this moment. That being connected to God is the key. And in time, the fruits of your life, the symptoms of your life, the byproduct of your life starts to change what's happening in your heart. And Jesus Christ, He is full of joy. He is full of peace. If you've ever felt angry or frustrated, if you've ever had things in your life that you feel like you cannot get free from, Jesus Christ has power to set you free. He is the source of healing and freedom 
and everything you need. So the key is to be connected to the source. Don't sweat it about the symptoms. Connect to the source.